But tonight we're going to talk about the elder son and the bucket that he picked up. And so let's start here. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country and sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have, had, have, have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and, stay, and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied. And your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother was angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. You never gave me a young goat so that I could celebrate with my friends. But with this, but when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My, my son, the father said, you're always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because the brother of yours was dead and is now alive again. He was lost and is found. Let's pray. Father, tonight, help us to see what else we can see out of this scripture. Father, one brother was carrying around guilt and shame, and the other one was carrying around bitterness and unforgiveness. And Father, I pray tonight that we would look deep in our own hearts and see if any of this is in us. And Father, help us to be honest tonight. Father, help us to hear your word and help us to let it let his light shine and, and uh, deep into our hearts and see if there's any wicked way in us tonight. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. My voice is about gone. It keeps, I sound like I'm, it keeps going, ah, ah, ah. and I'm, I'm a little bit like Joe. It's kind of bothering me, but uh, I'm not as vain as Joe, so I'm going to keep on <laughs> I love picking on Joe because he can't say nothing down there. I'm just joking. All right. We learned this morning about the prodigal son. He was carrying around the bucket of guilt and shame. And so he comes and repents and he gets this radical freedom. He gets to set the bucket down. 
And then, you know, it's just all this freedom. And I don't know about you, but that's the way I feel that God seeks for us to live. And I want to live that way. And we talked about this morning how good it feels when we've carried something heavy for a long time or we've exerted ourselves for a long time and we've carried something and then all of a sudden it's done with or, or something that you've worried about for a long time is over with and how good that feels. And so uh, we see that, that because of the radical repentance, we're talking about radical things now, because of the radical repentance, now he has this radical peace. He has this radical relief. And repentance is radical. And we talked about it. It's a change of mind, a change of heart, and a change of action. He was living difference. And, and because of this, he was able to drop off this load, this bucket, of guilt and shame, and he didn't have to carry it around anymore. And we want to look at the, at the older brother. All at once, the younger brother, who's not been around for a long time, is here. And, uh, he, and, and he's back, and, and I'm sure his mind goes back to the day when he said, came to his father and said, all right, I want a third of the estate. I want a third of, of everything. And he remembers that day when, when he gets that third of the estate. And I'm sure that he was uh, pretty upset. And remember we talked about this morning, the older son always gets the double portion. That's the way that it was. And so there was two of them. He got two-thirds. And we talked about this morning, we took the one-third. And that's out. And so the two-thirds is left. And I want you to keep this in mind. The two-thirds is left. And it's still here. It hasn't been touched. Nothing's happened to it. It's still there. And so the younger brother walks off, and we can learn from the older brother because at that moment, the, older, the younger brother picked up the bucket of guilt and shame, and he walks off. And the older brother picked up a bucket too. At the same time, at the moment that the younger brother picked up a bucket, he's picking up a bucket of guilt and shame, and he doesn't really know it. But the older, older brother picks up a bucket as well. And so we want to learn about him and learn about what he is carrying around. The older brother is all about works. If you listen to him and listen to what he says, the first things that comes out of his mouth is about works. In verse 29, the first thing he says is, I've been slaving for you. He doesn't talk to his father in, in, uh, in uh, language of relationship. He talks to him in language of work. He doesn't say, I've been with you. I've been, I've been uh, a loving son to you. The first thing he says is, I've been working for you. It's all about work. I've been slaving. So for all these years that the younger brother's been gone, the older brother has been working and probably has had an increased workload. The younger brother is gone. Everything in that day was all about handwork, and so there's one man out, and so they've had to either hire somebody or he's probably taken on extra work. He's probably had an increased workload. The older brother is all about earning what you get. He's about working, and he's about keeping score. Are you a scorekeeper? A lot of us are about keeping score. Someone who keeps track of every good thing you ever did so that you can remind everybody how good you are. You, I, I got you a birthday present and you didn't get me anything. And we keep those scores like that. And we, uh, a scorekeeper always has the score in mind. I did you a favor years and years ago and you still owe me. You still owe me. Aren't those, aren't those words that you want to hear 
in a love relationship? How do you think that made that father feel? Dad, you owe me. I've been slaving for you, for years. You owe me, is what he's saying. Uh, We laugh about it, but there's lots of people in those types of relationships. And that's not really what you want in a relationship, is it? You owe me, I did this for you, so now you have to do this for me. That's a real loving relationship. Can you imagine giving your wife a birthday card and say, hey, I got you a gift, go make me a sandwich, all right? Do that and see what happens, okay? Always keeping score. I got you something here, or I did this for you, or I bought you flowers back then, or this or that, or whatever. That's not really a very good relationship, is it? But this guy's all about keeping score, and, and many people are that way. They hold, they hold the people around them hostage because they keep score all the time. And the first thing he says to his father is, I've been slaving for you, which is him saying to his father, you owe me. You owe me. He doesn't, and the second thing is, the first thing is he, he, he keeps his mind because he thinks of works. The second thing is he doesn't love like his father does. He doesn't have the same, he doesn't love the same things that his father does. If you love someone, you begin to love the same things they love, even though they're not really the things that you love, but because they like them, you love them. And the father has love for this son, but this other son cannot love his brother. And he ought to be able to love his brother because his father loves his brother. He ought to, have you ever, uh, I've told this story a, a million times, but when my kids were little, Cindy had a lot of health problems and we lived in Tennessee and we didn't have any family down there with us. The only family we had was in our church. And there were some nights when Cindy was in the hospital and, and we had people in the church that we would just send the kids to. And sometimes they didn't know the people very well. And all we had to do was say, you know, these are our friends. These are our friends. And our kids would go, oh, okay. Because if mom and dad loves them, then I love them. If, mom and dad, if they're mom and dad's friend, then they're, then they're our friends. And so we're, we're fine. And I can't tell you how many nights, different times, that they spent and loved the people that we left them with, even though they really didn't know them that well. But because mom and dad loved them, that was enough. But that wasn't enough for this guy. He didn't love his brother, period. And even though his father loved him, he still didn't love him. Now, we can all understand and we get our feelings hurt from time to time. But you would think that he would be able, he would be able to at least be civil to his brother for his father's sake. He might not like him all that well, but you would think that out of respect for his father... He would be able to set some things aside out of respect for his father. He should have been heartbroken. He should have been upset like his father was and sad because of what was happening to his brother. But instead, he's bitter. And he's picked up this bucket of bitterness and he carries it around all the time. Bitterness and unforgiveness because of what has happened. And every day, he carries around the bucket of bitterness. His brother carries around guilt and shame. 
And he carries around bitterness, and it all happened the same day. One picks up a bucket of guilt and shame, and the other picks up a bucket of bitterness. And it's a heavy load to carry as well. And every day, the omis get more and more. My brother's not here to help. He owes me for this. I'm having to do extra work. He owes me. My workload is getting bigger and bigger. He owes me. I do so much here out the farm. My father owes me. This place would fall apart without me. My father owes me. Aren't I a great son? I sure am great. It's a good thing I'm around. Thank God for me. It's a good thing I'm here. Everybody owes me. This place couldn't get along without me. I'm the first one up. And as we can see from this story, he's the last one in. I'm the first one up. I'm the first one out working. I'm the last one in at night. This bunch owes me. And then he is on his way back. He's, been, he's probably like this every day. Can you imagine? Every day he's out working. This place owes me. They owe me. And the old bucket of bitterness just gets heavier and heavier. And he's headed back from the field. They owe me. My dad owes me. My brother owes me. These people in this farm owe me. And he hears the music. What's that? And he hears, and and one of the servants are outside, and he goes, hey, what's going on? Your brother's back. Oh, he owes me. And your father's killed the fatted calf. Come again? Why would father do that? Why would, I've been here slaving all this time, and he won't come in. And then it starts to, and it's funny because if you carry around the old bucket of bitterness, sooner or later, it's not just you that starts to suffer. You start pulling in people around you. And he's carrying around the old bucket of bitterness, and he goes, I'm not going in. So I'm sure one of the servants came in and said, your son's outside, but... But he won't come in and there's people in the, in the party and everybody's happy and they can probably look out the window and they can see the sun out there and they're like, uh, Shh, why, why, doesn't he, why doesn't he come in? I don't know why he doesn't come in. I, he's probably upset at you. I don't know. I don't know why he wasn't, won't come in. And the old bucket of bitterness is starting to spread out on the whole party. And the father doesn't want this to happen so he runs out and he, and he speaks to his son and, and people go, that was the father. And they're listening real close through the window pane. Oh, wait, there probably wasn't any glass, so they just got their head hung out the window. What, what's, what's he saying? What's he saying? Right, let me let me listen. He says, I've slaved for you all these years. Oh, yeah, he has. He has. That one brother, this brother, this guy here wasn't no good, and he ran off, and that boy's been here this whole time. He's slaving. What's his dad saying? Well, he's crying. He's crying, telling him that his brother has come back. And what, what else did he say? Uh, oh, he said that he never gave him no goat to have fun with his friends. And now he killed that fatted calf. That's what he said. That's what he told him. And everybody's like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. Oh, shit, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Is, is, is the brother coming with him? No, he ain't coming. Oh, uh-uh. And then the whole thing gets weird. I mean, think about it. I'm making this up. This is all the way it happened. Exactly word for word. That's what it, I know. 
But it got weird. You know it got weird. Shh, 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 here it comes, here it comes. This big celebration, this wonderful celebration. And you got to know that the father comes in and he's, he is from one end of the, well, he's feeling all kinds of emotions. On one side, he is so thrilled that his son's come back that he can't hardly contain himself. And on the other side, he has a son that won't come in and celebrate and his heart broke. And he walks into the party and everybody's like, hey, how's it going? Guess you, the other boy's not coming in, huh? Uh, okay. And the brother's like, where's, where's my brother? Uh, he's not coming in. He didn't want to come in. And you know, the party that was all fun and they're having the fatted calf and everybody's excited, all of a sudden it's kind of got weird. And the old bucket of bitterness is, now everybody's not bitter, but it's had a way of not only poisoning his life, but everybody around him. It just makes things weird. And this is what happens. And it should have been the lost brother has come in but instead, it's the older brother won't come in. It should have been the lost brother has come home. But instead, it becomes about the older brother. And when we carry around bitterness, it becomes about us instead of what it should be. It becomes about what happened to me and not what it should be. It becomes about what I like and what I want and not what it should be. And all of a sudden, this party that was all about the lost brother coming home has become about the older brother won't come in. And everything has shifted. The way it should have been has shifted because of the old bucket of bitterness. And he doesn't care about what his father loves. He doesn't care about his brother. Everything is messed up because of his bitterness and unforgiveness. And it puts everybody in a bad place. You see, everything to him had become about what I get, what I do, what's right for me. He doesn't care about his father. He doesn't care who his father loves. He cares about the gifts that his father has given. He cares about what his brother has gotten. He gets this and I get nothing. He gets a party, I get nothing. Have you ever heard little kids act like that? Have you ever heard little kids like that? We act like that too sometimes. I didn't get what I wanted. Somebody else got that. Church doesn't go the way I want it to go to sometimes. The songs aren't the songs I want to sing. Preacher didn't preach the way I wanted him to preach. Sunday school class isn't the way I want it to be. And we keep talking like that. And the old bucket of bitterness starts affecting the whole thing, and I've seen it. I've seen it. And I, it becomes what I want. And I just won't take part. And there's other people that want to, but it becomes weird and funny and different. And it's the same way at work, and it's the same way at school, and it's the same way in our families. And we hold 
people hostage when we carry around the bucket of bitterness. Remember, we talked about the buckets. The one brother held the bucket of guilt and shame, but he let it go and was free. But I hate to tell you tonight that at the end of the story, this guy just kept carrying it around. He just kept, I wish there was a happy ending to the story tonight. But he wouldn't lay down his bucket. The older brother wouldn't let it go. He could have had the same joy of laying down the bucket, the same relief of of laying it down. I'm putting it down because it's too heavy. I can't do it anymore. He could have had the same joy, but he wouldn't because he thought he had been wronged. I want you to look at what the father said. The father looks at it and says, the father looks at it as he's all about relationships, but this son is all about the stuff. The father is all about relationships first. The first thing he says to him is, you are with me always. He doesn't talk in terms of material things. He says, you and me, we've been together all these years. You and me have been working in the fields together. We've sat at home at night, every night. We've been in the house together. I have been with you always. You can see what's important to the father. It's, it's the me and you. That's what's important to him. He doesn't give a flip that he lost a third of his estate. He doesn't care. It's all about the relationship. He doesn't care about the, the, the material at all. It's you and me have been together. You can see what's important to him. But the first thing that comes up to him is I've been slaving for you and I didn't get a calf. I didn't, even, I didn't get a goat. I didn't get a calf. And he spent all your stuff. It's goat and calf and stuff. That's all he talks about. He never talks about the me and you. And the bitterness has separated him from the father. To the father, the relationship is always the first. But it wasn't the most important thing to the son. It was about the stuff. But I want you to remember something. He was like, I didn't, I'm not getting my fair share. And I want you to read what the father says. All these years, he said, my son, you're always with me. The first thing is relationship. And then he goes to the material. And everything I have is yours. Let's go back to the sack. Nothing's changed. He didn't get cheated at all. Nobody took anything that wasn't his. His two-thirds has stayed right here. It's probably grown. He's probably better off now than he was. But he is so bitter, he can't even tell that he hasn't lost anything. Nobody took any more out of the sack. The two-thirds is there. He said, everything I have is yours. All that is left, which was your right, which was your inheritance, nothing has changed. You haven't been wronged. That guy didn't steal anything from you. It's all there. Nobody took anything. It's the same thing. All I have is yours. But he was so bitter, he thought somebody had took from him and nobody had taken a thing from him. Everything was the same. 
All that was his was his. And he got so upset about what someone else had that he could not see what he had. He got upset because his father loved someone else. He didn't think that his father could love someone else and love him too. Nothing had changed. His portion was still the same. He hadn't been wrong. His brother, he hadn't been wrong. His brother was walking around free and he still was burdened down with this bitterness because my brother took something that was his, but he felt like he'd got something and he got cheated and he never lost anything because he always had the right relationship with his father and the inheritance was still his. But what happens is we look around and we're more interested in the stuff than we are in the relationship. Well, look what God's doing for them. Well, look what God's gave them. How come I don't get that? I've been slain. You ever, you ever, I know you never pray like this. God, I've been following you. I've been doing what you asked me to do. And then people over there look like they never had a bad day in their life, and it's time they had one. Really? That's what we want? They, everything goes good for them. They've never had anything happen to them. And God, it's time something bad happened to them. What? That's what we hear in our country. Somebody does well, well, let's go punish them. Well, why don't we all just try to do well? Why don't we be happy for somebody that does well? Why can't we be happy for each other? Why can't in the church we be happy for each other? Well, God must love them more than he loves me. Mm. Well, I didn't get to do what I wanted to do. Things don't go the way I want them to go. Somebody hurt my feelings. You carry this around. You know, you have a relationship with the Almighty God and your inheritance, no one can touch it. Nobody in this world can touch your inheritance from God. And he has different gifts that he gives different people here on this earth, but your inheritance will never be touched ever. But we get bitter because we look around and it don't seem like we're getting a fair share. And your inheritance is not here. Your inheritance is there. But I'm telling you what, if you carry around the old bucket of bitterness, you're making things weird for everybody around you. And mostly yourself. Forgiveness of sins and eternal life is our inheritance. And we get to spend eternity with Jesus Christ himself who died on the cross. We're going we're gonna to have so much up there we won't know what to do with. And we don't have to worry about anything. And that is our inheritance 
because of our relationship with God. And we're standing around, well, I've slaved for you down here. How come I don't get... What? Nothing's changed. Everything I have is yours. What are you talking about? That's what Jesus says. Everything I have is yours. But we can't see it. Because we pack around the old bucket of bitterness. I want us to stand tonight. Jimmy, Lance, can you come? I'm going to open up the altar tonight. This is an easy bucket to pick up. It's easy to pick up. Especially in the world we live in. Where there's so much jealousy and greed. and It's easy to pick up and it is hard to put down. Because I've picked it up. And I've carried it around. And it's hard to put down. And if this message is for anyone, it is for me. It is. Because I've carried the bucket of bitterness before. And I don't want to carry it. And if you're carrying it around, do us all a favor and put it down. Wouldn't that be nice? Do us all a favor. Because the bad thing about the old bucket of bitterness is it just, I don't know why it is, but we want everybody suffering with us. And it just makes things weird for everybody. Put it down. If you need to pray tonight, come as we sing. Draw me close to you. Never let me go I lay it all down again To hear you say that I'm your friend You are my desire No one else will do No one else could take your place To feel the warmth of your embrace Help me find the way Bring me back to you bucket to pick up 
and it's a hard bucket to put down because we feel so justified by it. Because you, you could be dead right. That brother was dead wrong in what he did. And we justify it because sometimes that's the way it is. And it'd be easy to justify. It's easy for me to justify for that older brother because his brother was dead wrong. And I think that's why it was so hard for him to put it down because in his mind, he was like, this guy is worthless. And you know what? He was right. But his father loved him. We have to love people like Jesus did. I want to encourage you to let the Spirit speak into your heart. If you're carrying a bucket, find a way to put it down. I want us to pray and then we're going to be dismissed. Father, we love you so much tonight and we thank you for your word. Father, it's easy to be bitter. It's easy to have unforgiveness. And it's a hard thing to lay down, especially when you feel like you're right. And Father, we've all gone through this at some time. And if we haven't, we will. And Father, I pray that we would not be like this guy and hold on to it. I pray that you would help us to let it go and be done with it. And let your Holy Spirit have his way. It would have been better if he'd have just said, I'm going to go celebrate with my father. We have to love people the way God does. And I pray that you would help us too. And we ask these things tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you. You are dismissed.